0: Warning, this podcast contains horror themes. Please read the warnings in the description before continuing. We hope you have a wonderful existence. History is written by the Immortals. It was then Ambrose, Simon and Theodore began their hunt in earnest. Each fearing for Simon's life, they scoured libraries and as their search took them further away from home, they began to lose their meagre income. At the beginning of 1719, Simon's health took a turn for the worst and he became bedridden sometime in the months after New Year's. Theodore managed to convince the necromancers of his clan to care for his dying brethren and they did so, but reluctantly. The hunt continued, now expanding from not only the cure to immortality, but also for an extended with healing capabilities to help Simon. During this period of history, while belief was rampant, fear was also, thus extended to hid their identities, to the best of their ability, to avoid the sub-person treatment they would often receive. Not only that, but places such as the hidden walls and pockets were not well known or used, as such, it was hard to find other extendeds. This made their search for a competent healer on par in difficulty with that of their search for immortality. Our kind is still left wondering why the ledger did not appear to them as it does for potentially immortals, and as it has done and continues to do. We believe it may have been trying to prevent the
1: disaster that was the next 100 years. You Listener have been gifted this amazing I Exist Episode 7 Shedding Light. Best wishes from Mortality Works. Go on, rip the paper.
2: Hey, my night sky. I was wondering if you could run through Plan H. Sorry I missed you the other day. It's things have taken a turn for the worse. I love you. I don't know when I'm going to wrap up here, but I can't wait to see you. It's a messy one. Give me a call back when you can, okay? I love you. I miss you. And may the moon watch over you, as the stars guide you.
3: Bye. Alexander,
4: long time no torture. I heard you changed your name again. So what does that make us now? Oh yes, the Anti-Midnight Company.
3: Well, you should know better than anyone. All names have power. Have a seat. Tea?
4: Certainly, sister. When do you suppose the others will come?
3: I know Nemesis has arrived, although I do believe he is calling himself Jay.
4: What of the first?
3: You know our nature. When the universe calls, we must answer.
4: Well, most of us. Is this arsenic? Delightful. It always does more than sugar can.
3: I agree. You know, if it were up to me, you'd be resting with them, too.
4: Yes, well, do you really want to start a war?
3: Now, what are you here for, oh, my treasured brother?
4: Do you know if the necromancers of the South are coming? Why? Let's just call it... I need to know.
3: I call it a favor. If I tell you, will you do something for me?
4: A favor of equal weight only.
3: So, we agree?
4: Unfortunately.
3: Let us do this properly since we have the means.
4: Midnight, then.
3: Indeed. Please finish your tea and leave. I have things to do.
0: I made the potion. I need to drink it once every week, but I think it's working, and I feel more free, more relieved. I feel more connected to the earth around me, and I don't mean in a spiritual way. I mean literally. It's weird. I could tell you the exact number of leaves on any given tree if I make contact with the tree in question, but at the same time, is that what it means to fade from existence? To become one with the world in such a fundamental way? I'm honestly not sure if that scares me more or less than just being forever a ghost or a not-ghost creature. I miss you. I'm trying to find out more about the process of raising the dead, but all I've learned so far is that only necromancers can do it. Their energy doesn't just interact from the world around us, but also draws from and gives to the death veil, which is how they can do what they do. I wish I could do that. Then we could have September back, and I could have my family back. I miss them. Additionally, the witches of the Coven of the South Star have agreed to meet with me three days from now, They told me to meet at the bookshop I normally go to, which means they've been watching me. They might have been the ones to shut off my phone, but I doubt it. I would say they agreed reluctantly, but they seemed almost too enthusiastic. I tried talking to Sam again about energy affairs, but they're nowhere to be found. I know they're still watching me, but I have a feeling they're out hunting for the other spy, And I honestly don't know how that makes me feel. Because I want to call them my friend, you know. But at the same time, they're being paid to watch over me and we hardly, well, I hardly know anything about them. It's the same deal with Kralin, you know. Except without the paid part. But still, are they my friends? I hope so, because they're both really cool and I need some friends right now. I wish they were here with me. Okay, uh, I'm going to go do some more research. Love you. Bye. Be safe.
3: What now? More boulders? More swinging saws? Death pits? Or maybe you have a more original idea. Hmm,
4: what? Scared I'm going to figure out how to kill you?
3: No. I simply don't like pain. Something even I can still feel.
4: Yes, well... The gathering is coming.
3: I know. Any creature with half a pulse knows. Why are you telling me this?
4: Just thought I should remind you.
3: Names by Willow Heather. To change your true name, you must first connect with a name as you connected with your first. Your name shapes you and describes your very soul. Your name can be your sanity and often your lifeline. Every name will change you. No matter how perfect, no two names are alike. Choose carefully. <laughs> this is a nightmare. How can this even be happening? I don't know. Do you think they have her?
0: Honestly, no. But it's the only program that matches even slightly with what she's been describing. Hell! <laughs> to... To put it simply, yes, I suppose it is hell.
3: Madeline, it's me. I'm, you're so strong. Uh, Listen, we're putting a plan together to come get you, but you need to keep holding on, okay? We have a lot more research to do and I, I hear they're, they have unicorns there. Maybe you could introduce them to me when we see you. My friend's coming too. She's pretty cool. You'll like her. Okay, I have to go. Love you. Bye. Stay safe.
2: Case 2987165F. Date slash time occurred 8pm 13th of September 2018. Date slash time notified 8.07pm 13th of September 2018. Location? Location? Davis Street. Incident Car crash. Notes Car crashed was a Toyota Hilux. One fatality. A Miss September Avan, wife of Miss Erin Knight, died due to impalement of organic material, which was removed by a witness at the scene of the crime, causing Miss Avan to bleed out. We were unable to locate the witness or the organic material. But it looks to be that of a tree branch, due to the splinters around the wound. Miss Evans' adopted sister, Madeline Miller, was at the scene as Miss Evans died a hundred meters away from the home. Miss Miller received several lacerations attempting to reach Miss Evans within the wreck, and had to be taken to hospital. Miss Evans' wife was informed of both the crash and Miss Miller's whereabouts. An interview will need to be conducted with Mrs. Miller. Due to the suspicious nature of Avan's death. Who sent you? Let the bloody light blind you, dark creature.
0: Erin, I can see. It's the world is alien to me. So many bright colours and shapes and echoes. It's, I'm scared. People are burning with colour. I don't understand. I'm burning with colour. I don't know how to function. The forest is so bright. It's pulsing. I feels like I'm holding my fingers to the pulse of the world through my eyes. I've shut the curtains and I'm hiding under my duvet. My head is pounding. Is this what it's like for them? All the time? Is this what it's like? It hurts
2: so bad. Madeline? Can I come in? Are you okay? C- c- come in. Are you okay? What happened? Everything's
0: so bright, and everything hurts.
2: Oh. Oh, um, has your skin felt itchy at all? What? Has your skin felt itchy at all? Why? Because you're changing. It's okay, but you're... You know what? Never mind. Who are you speaking to? Aaron. Ah, um... How about I stay, and keep you company, and you can talk to both of us?
0: It's not weird that I'd be talking to a phone more than you.
2: Well, it would probably bug us anyway. I have a feeling this moment will be class as important for it.
0: Right. I was... I was gonna look at you, but you're...
2: It's okay. It will stop in about 24 hours, or at the very least your eyes will adjust.
0: Why is this happening?
2: I can tell you after. But how about we get through this first, okay? Okay. How about I tell you the story of my people? Sound good? They always helped me when I felt crummy. Yeah. Once, a long time ago, there was a young star who was too scared to look down for fear of falling. And every day the sun would say to the star, look down. Each day, and yet I remain in place in the heavens. But still the star refused to look down. Every night the moon would ask the star, If you don't look down, how will the people be guided by your light? But still the star refused to look down. One by one, all the star's family asked the star to look down and to help the people who used them as a guide. And to each, the star refused. Finally, one night as the star sat in the sky, resolute in its efforts not to fall, it heard a small voice begging for even one star to guide it home, and the star who would not look down turned and faced the earth, its light like guiding their child home. From the moment onward, when my people ventured forth, they wished upon their loved ones for the gaze of the moon and the guidance of the stars.
0: It's beautiful.
2: Yes. It was my favourite story as a child. About the mercy of the stars. About the love of the universe. Sam? Yes?
0: I'm scared.
2: Would it help if I told you this is normal for your kind?
0: I don't even know what my kind
2: is. I shouldn't tell you this, although I thought Krellen would have. I think I will, because I think it may help you to know. You're kinda called many names, but one of the most common names are the red walkers. Think strings of fate type jazz. Your people are powerful and often killed at birth. We only found out you existed when one of the bonds came loose. Normally, you specifically have the appearance of one who is internal. But for a moment your abstract knowledge fluctuated, alerting the immortals. And a rather large number of other powerful externals. You are fate. Well, let's just say everyone was surprised to learn you are alive. And everyone is unsurprised you're being wiped from existence.
0: C- can you tell me more about them?
2: We all have our law. Unfortunately, your law is more secret than mine, or even Krillin's, and that's saying something. Why are you I am a night drifter and the night sang and the day called and they made room for fate the universe held its breath and to the earth a red walked and the world would change fate by I wish I was a red walker
1: Exist was produced by Mortality Works, directed and written by Ashley Thompson Assistant Director Simone Beeson, edited by Simone Beeson Music by Tiana Allen Voice actors and characters Willow Heather and Callista were voiced by Tiana Allen The Voice of Mortality Works was voiced by Simone Beeson, Erin was voiced by Jesse Burton. Poem and Sam were voiced by Jason Burgess. Alexander was voiced by Tristan O'Neill. Madeline Miller. Randon and History were voiced by Ashley Thompson. Krallen was voiced by Morgan Thompson. If you wish to support our continued existence, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you download your favourite podcasts. Additionally, if you have the means, consider donating to our Patreon, MortalityWorks. Need more proof of our existence? Come check us out at MortalityWorks, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Hope you have a wonderful existence.